Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP for your free audiobook download. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP, as in serially obsessed podcast, for your free audiobook download. Here we go with another episode of Serially Obsessed. Guys, welcome. We are here today to talk about the episode of Serial number 11, aka Rumors. And I'm Daisy Rosario. I'm Dipti Sarawit. I'm Layla Carrillo. And we are here to chat about everybody's favorite podcast obsession. Um, just to give you an idea of who we are and why we're talking about it, I'm a public radio producer, so when I listen to the show, I kind of obsess about Sarah's word choice. I am often very impressed by her writing. I like knowing what kind of sounds are using and why. Dipti, what about you? I'm an attorney and I used to be a criminal prosecutor, so I'm very interested in the legal aspect of Serial. Absolutely. And Layla? I am listening to it from the perspective of a media critic and a general human skeptic. Uh, I mean, I love people, but I feel like sometimes (laughs) we do weird stuff and uh, yeah, I'll get more into it because I feel like this episode really... Oh, I think we'll definitely get into that today. in on that today. But before we jump into the episode, we have some exciting news. We have a sponsor. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And it is Audible, which if you're not familiar, Audible is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. They provide digital versions of tens of thousands of audiobooks that you can download to your computer or your smartphone or your MP3 player. Uh, You can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like you're listening to us on Serially Obsessed right now. And Audible has over 150. 50,000 titles to choose from. I mean, any genre you can think of, Audible's got it covered. So you can get a free audiobook download when you when we when you sign up today. But what you want to do is use a special URL that is for this show. So go take advantage of this deal. You want to go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP, as in Serially Obsessed Podcast. So go check it out there. If you just go to the regular site, you're not going to get the free book. Like, use this link, check it out, because I know you're going to be, like, jonesing for, for some something. audio soon. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you know, personally, I'd recommend that you download the book that I've talked about multiple times on this episode. <laughs> what multiple. could it be? What could, what it, could be? it be? Uh, if you're new, you won't know it, but I just finished uh, David Simon's book Homicide and the audiobook is available and I'm so excited because the person who reads the book is one of the actors from the TV show Homicide which was a show I loved. I'm deep in the wire right now and it's stressing me out but just keep it in Baltimore. Just keep it be keep more it centric. Baltimore. Yeah keep it in Baltimore. Listen to them talk about Leakin Park. What yeah. about you? Um, I am going to be listening to uh, I'm like I'm super into this whole thing right now of wrongful convictions and just you know the psychology of people and why they why juries end up convicting folks um so i'm going to be listening to damien eccles uh uh, biography life after death his Mm. memoir um he was falsely convicted of committing three murders and uh yeah i'm super psyched and he reads that himself right he does he reads it himself cool yeah i always love it when that's the situation exactly and that's the west memphis three that is Mm -hmm. the west memphis three yeah Yeah. what about you yeah well, you know, you guys want to lighten it up a little bit, lighten the mood, because yeah. you guys are pretty dark in your um, recommendations. Mm-hmm. Mine is more of a comedic memoir, and it's about journalism a little bit, which we talk about a lot on this podcast, but it's just funnier. It's Toby Young's book, How to Lose Friends and Alienate People. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. I know that book. Absolutely. It's great. And he just talks about coming from England to America and how he totally screws up in the media world here. <laughs> and it's smart and it's hilarious. And he's 
fantastic. So I recommend Toby Young's How to Lose Friends and Alienate People. And guys, just remember, go to audio um audiblepodcast.com forward slash s-o-p and get your free audiobook yeah. why wouldn't you yeah there's yeah. again there's so many things to choose from we're just throwing out some suggestions go on there check it out there's something for everybody so yeah so let's get into this episode it's, of cereal yeah i mean huh <sighs> It's like stressing me out, guys. Is it? This episode was a little for me like, okay, penultimate, let's ease everybody back into the zone of there's no concrete ending to this. There will be no answer. There will be no answer. I feel like the theme of this episode was anything is possible. Anything is possible. We want to know, I thought for a while, I love Sarah Koenig, but no offense, snooze fest. But then, you know what? You hit minute 21, and it is so good. What's minute 21? Your notes, to be fair, Dipsy's notes are like, she used to be a lawyer, so her notes are thorough. There are multiple colored pens on these pieces of paper. Maybe we'll take a picture of it, (laughs) and we'll post it on the uh, Tumblr. I have the old Tumblr. I have a Venn diagram. (laughs) You you made your own Venn diagram? Wow. She does. I just showed them. Anyways, you know what happened at minute 21? Charles Ewing, the forensic oh, yeah. psychologist Wait, and lawyer came in. And it a was question, though. fascinating. Yeah. Were you not interested in the beginning because it was just the story of a community full of aunties and relocating uh, no. like, no, on no. Well, actually. Because well, it wasn't aunties. It was just other kids. It no, it was didn't... a lot of aunties But then I mean, they were talking. He was putting in the but context there were no... of like this, the family will gossip and everybody will call yes. each other right away and everybody oh, be calling. Right, right, right. I thought you meant well, specifically of the people who actually did call in who were to me, a bunch of Cathy's. It was so yes. bizarre. It was well, a bunch of Cathy's. Up top, I want to talk about, I had a really interesting, good conversation with my friend Aisha from law school, actually, today. Not and Aisha from the show. Not no, Aisha from not the show. Not to be confused with Aisha. Um, my friend is Pakistani-American and a practicing Muslim, and I asked her, how do you feel about cereal in general, and especially this episode, and have you ever felt racism pre 9-11? And just all these sorts of questions. And we started talking about all that. And she said pre 9-11, she um, felt anything that any minority would really feel. Mm-hmm. Obviously, post 9-11, it's even been different. It's been much more different. But she thought that, I'm putting maybe some words into her mouth. But in general, she said that she kind of thought that Sarah was a little insensitive and in that these Pakistani American people are portrayed as a gossipy circle. And it just, it painted them in a bad light. And the fact of the matter is, everyone's gossipy. And right. Well, she said Communities that. in general are gossipy. She, she does, Sarah does say that. And I thought, okay, so I don't, I never thought that Sarah is all white privilege and racist, just FYI. But I did kind of wonder, yeah, there, all these anecdotes that were chosen to be put into the episode were definitely these ones of how incredibly suspect of American culture all the parents were. We have that one person come on whose voice was disguised and he talks about how he couldn't go to the mailbox or if he got a ride with someone. Yeah, but some of that was also, he was saying, in response to Adnan's conviction. Right. Like, yes. it wasn't like, oh, they were like that all the time. It was like, they, this you know, is which a thing if that the community feels like. As a result. Exactly. Yeah. Like, if the community really feels like he's innocent, I could see why that would be, like, super scary. 
Right. Yeah, for sure. I just, like I just Like, they're hope... kind of out to get us. I mean, right, not like to plucked sort of... from... Yeah, because even right. the... I think his name is... Well, not not his real name, Ali. Right, right. Um, he kind of goes into it a little bit just saying that Adnan's story was used as a cautionary tale. Like, yeah. this is a thing that happens when you don't yeah. follow our religious rules. Like, exactly. something bad will happen, you start dating a girl, and then you get convicted for murder, yeah. and you end up in jail. And yeah. I have to tell you, I could... T- totally see my Indian parents thinking the same thing. Honestly, like, to me, in my head, I think that they still think bars are, like, Saturday Night Fever and the Regal Beagle <laughs> and Jack Tripper and oh, Larry I would kind of wish bars women. were like the Regal Beagle. <laughs> but they just have, they can have a certain notion in their head, especially if they're more fresh to the country, mm-hmm. and just think something's yeah. bad. Again, I don't think that it was racially insensitive personally but I it, but if if you know this community you know how that is but I would be a little afraid if someone who has no contacts with that community at all might think that they're just these super strict right. um paranoid people and I I hope that message wasn't put across yeah I mean I think I didn't I didn't read it into in that way I feel like it's possible mm-hmm. that you could read it that way. Like, wow. Especially after Ali's story about how his dad was like, where are you going? Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to get the mail from the mailbox. And which she, like, can't believe it. She's literally like, no, outside yes, the she door. couldn't believe it. She's right. like, I don't believe this. But I used to steal clothes. <laughs> like, all this weird stuff. Uh, Sarah has once stole designer sportswear. <laughs> so stay tuned for season two. I thought that was such a funny aside. Yeah. Because there's a couple moments in the show where she starts to say I, like, right after she yeah. was kind of quoting someone, where for a moment I was like, who does she mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, she means herself. Right. And that was one where she was like, I've done the same. And I yeah. was like, Who's done that? You've, you've done oh, this? okay, you stole okay. those. Cool. Right. <laughs> the first, the very first half of this entire episode is one of those things where I'm like, who cares? Because the big who secret cares? that she was building up to me fizzles out in like nothingness. Dumb. It was super blue balls. I'd already seen right that on Reddit too. Like that was one of the few things I'd see. Like I said, I, I sometimes like go on Reddit, but I never really dig in. I right. just kind of I'm will skim like on the day an episode comes out and see what people are talking about. So what was it? Well, people were already, I had seen that weeks ago where people had mentioned like, where somebody claiming to be from the mosque was like, he used to steal money. Mm. And, oh, oh, oh. I thought you so, meant, I thought you meant that you knew or somebody oh, on Reddit that she had posted say, the secret that she The one that she say. has the cartoon stamp for. Yeah. The cartoon so she's a, stamp. she steals clothes. She's got a big cartoon stamp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are things we know to be <laughs> true. Sarah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. Like, like the stealing money thing, which was funny too, because that guy sets it up as like, he used to steal thousands and like yeah, hundreds, hundreds of thousands. $100,000. And then Come at on. the very end of his stupid story, he was like, I used to also steal money. It's <laughs> like, like yeah, because you guys are eighth graders. Like, eighth yeah. graders do stupid Apparently, shit all the time. I've known many people, solid adult individuals, who were like, yeah, I totally went through a shoplifting phase. Absolutely. Because everybody goes through well, that. Well, I, I did not go I mean, through that. Uh, well, I, the, you are a perfect human. I'm morally very I stole shit sound. from CBS. I'll admit that. I mean... <laughs> I never did. I never took anything crazy fancy. I always took, like, wet and wild stuff. So it just goes to show you, I am, like, low-hanging fruit all the time. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I um, No, I know a lot of people who went through a shoplifting phase when they were younger. Sure. And I understand that Sarah's bringing it up to say, this is what people are talking about in right. terms of right. manipulation. It's it's to show, it's a character well, thing. Well, this is another yeah. episode where we really, I think, saw the effect of her doing it in real time because she's, like, addressing mm-hmm. what is becoming 
you know, big talking points online, what she's getting is backlash, pers- you know, to a right. degree, totally. stuff like that. And that's definitely how that felt, was like, oh, this is why we're talking about it. But right. I did think it was funny that she was like, yeah, Ali insisted on being anonymous to basically say nice things. Like, she was like, that's... And honestly, to say nice nothing. thing. Oh, I mean, you know what that made me feel when he just said, he used to, like, help me out when yeah, like, people was unathletic and sucked at sports. And it made me think, oh, wait. And I have no idea about this person or I'm not putting this on to people, but it just made me wonder in my head. If he so badly wanted to come on just to give that to us seems like a small little nice guy anecdote is... Some people feel guilty for having in their mind maybe said bad things about him. Sarah said that, though. You know what I think it is, you guys? I think it's just people have a really hard time accepting that people who could be killers could also be nice people. Right. Like People have to make sense of it. And that was definitely something I was thinking about a lot as listening to this episode is like you have people trying to make sense of it. And most things just don't make sense. Right. And so everybody's like trying to mix it up. But I felt like at least his story, like, I don't know, like he, he came on, but it sounds like she had been trying to get people on and not a lot of people come on. So I don't know how much it was him saying like, Oh, I really want to be on versus her desperate, like really trying to get somebody on. So in that sense, I don't want to put too much judgment, but it was really funny because I felt like the other guy was, you know, the guy who's like accusing him of stealing thousands of dollars really sounded like he wanted to be on. And I was like, do you know how hard it is to transport that much money when it's coming in fives and tens? Yes. Yeah. Like if you get it from the bank and like, I mean, that would have to be over time. And then would legitimately be like Adnan said it wasn't like an Ocean's Eleven it's a situation. Funny. Oh, by the way, you know what the Ocean's Eleven reference made me think? That came out in two thousand one. But like, first of all, can you listen to music in prison? I'm sure yes. you can. And did his does his music taste stop at like ninety nine? Like, is he listening to Chumbawamba? Oh, he's still listening to Casey and JoJo and driving you crazy. Yeah, I don't think he was listening to Chumbawamba when he was out. Then. <laughs> oh, oh, he was definitely <laughs> more. That's also true. Jay would have listened to Chumbawamba and everybody thought it was crazy with I his don't dyed know. hair. Do you um, think Jay would actually listen no, to Chumbawamba? No, that was beneath him. I feel like neither of those two kids listen to Chumbawamba. Actually, my favorite thing that Adnan says, maybe in the entire series, oh. but that he says in this episode. Yeah. Also very timely. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm not a flip flopper like Mitt Romney. Mitt, yeah. I was like, Oh, Mitt Romney reference <laughs> prison, like politics. Keeping up with the politics. I like, loved that. Yeah. I thought that was so funny. Yeah, yeah that, that popped out to me right away. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that we didn't hear Sarah chuckle because I, I yeah. would have had a that, hard time. She doesn't I'm, chuckle at. She, she cannot believe at. that yeah. somebody's family would be that protective. But yes. the fact <laughs> that this kid who went into prison just threw down when he was a like Mitt 18 threw down a Mitt Romney reference. Yeah. Just fine with it. She that not, was, not affected at all. That was fantastic. So good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I kind of hope that Ali and Kathy get together. <laughs> I want them to um, have, I don't know, some sweet, sweet relationship. With that would be really hard, though, because then when his family's, like, weird, she would think everything was, like, going crazy. <laughs> and they can just, and that's how they find their like, love. They just, you know, they're peas in a pod, those two. She'd be like, his parents are so worried when he crosses the street, so I knew something was up, and they must be involved in something <laughs> he horrible. to be involved in something. Watch, watch out for Kathy Obi. Oh. Be careful there. Man, oh man. They're going to meet at a party of people whose names were changed on cereal. <laughs> you know when uh, Adnan really snapped at uh, SK? Oh, yeah. I thought it it started me into the, the part of the episode where 
it was so touching and moving. Now, keep in mind, I only think this if he actually didn't kill Hay, but whatever, okay, put that in the side of your head. But to actually be asked questions, imagine you did something super dumb 15 years ago from your life, and you're, whatever you're being questioned about, mm -hmm. whether it's a crime or not, that comes up and five million people are listening about it. Absolutely. It's just, yeah. it's so sad. Mm -hmm. And then it makes me think again, and we'll talk about it more towards the end of the episode, but um, we're all being entertained here, and he's in prison. Mm -hmm. And he's maybe going to be forever, and we're just... It's just so sad to me. Yeah. Because I, it, it really brought that home. That, wow, it's ending next week and we are having a podcast about it and talking about little things, but I don't know. Someone's his life will go on inside. Inside. Yeah. But I also did like that she said, like, I've asked him, frankly, so many insulting questions. Yeah. Like, like that she did put it in the context of, like, all of the things that we've talked about. Like, this really bugged him. And I think it's, like, it is fair because you right. think about it, yeah, like, a 13, 14 year old taking 20 bucks or whatever. It's like, it, yeah, it isn't a huge deal. And, and it's funny. embarrassing though. Yeah. It is. I mean, you know what? I, and I hate to kind of put But I mean, focus. like, it's not a huge deal in the sense of like, why would you be asking me this? Right. right. You know what I mean? But again, like, and again, I don't want to put it onto the focus of like our recent um, stuff with like the Eric Garner case, but you know, like now all of a sudden it's just like, oh yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't a good person. He right. was an evil person. Right. Everybody needs to be categorized as like mm -hmm. perfect or imperfect. Or imperfect. And it's like, I think Sarah says it best people in glass houses, man. And we all live in glass yeah. houses. We all do. And we so all, we all, all jaywalk. We, we all break all the jaywalk. law. We all like, do stupid shit. We've would done be, stupid like, shit You would be children. horrible at living in New York if you didn't jaywalk. Yes. Right. <laughs> That's <laughs> actually very true. But I think also, you know, and this kind of goes back to sort of my weird feelings about humans sometimes is that we're very quick to um, dig out all of the nasty skeletons when something big gets unearthed. Because yeah. that is an undue how, undue weight is put onto something that wouldn't have had that. Yes, it shows exactly. it shows that he had questionable judgment when right. he was fifteen for sure. Totally. But but now there's a weight on it. Right. I mean, and it kind of goes back to even as back as as far back as Aisha in this uh, in this series where she's like, hey, look, um, this might be clouded by the fact that he is now in jail for this thing that he may or may not have done. But I felt he was possessive when really he was just bringing carrot cake over to a slumber party. You know, I, that's how I felt listening to a lot of the other people talk where they were like, you know, when, when, even when we didn't hear somebody, but Sarah was like, oh, I talked to all these people and some thought eh, it's not a big deal. And some thought, why would you do that? That is a horrible thing to do to steal from the mosque of all places. And it's like, right. Like people always talk in that hyperbole of like, yeah. that's insane. Like, why would you do that? And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, but people do dumb shit all the time. Like, yeah. like it's not that huge of a thing especially yeah when you think about it of like that age and like taking like 20 bucks or like right. whatever and clearly Adnan wasn't alone because when no. Sarah ends up calling the leader of the mosque he's like hey somebody stole my shoes yeah my <laughs> shoe like, I love that that happened to him twice, twice. both there and in New York <laughs> I love the like little details like that that she'll leave in. Because it's one of those things funny. like I mean like not to justify stealing from a religious organization. That's so much worse to steal somebody's shoes. But to steal somebody's shoes, it is in the sense that like low. what if they walked there? They might not be getting right in a car. That's true. What that's if they gotta walk home now on like low. gravel and broken glass and in because New York, you took their shoes and like or Baltimore? That's worse than twenty bucks, I would say. 
Uh, that's real specific, and it's not nice. Um, <laughs> that's not really nice. low. That is really low. Uh, but the other thing I want to quickly mention was I was real excited to hear the voice of one Jane Efron, former English teacher. Oh, yeah, again. she's back. You I kind of want her to be the new Doctor Who. I want oh. her to be my English teacher. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she's going to say some things about you. Like yes, that, that's true. I like what? that her description, though, too, was like very, like, we heard her talk earlier in the show about, like, <laughs> he had a darkness to him or whatever she said. And like then she like her descriptions now are still very like yes this lady used to teach like poetry to teenagers like <laughs> all the words she re- she was using I was like okay okay <laughs> lady Efron whatever lady Efron this, this is what, what she said planned premeditated murder oh my lord no oh my lord no why it was like a caricature of an English English teacher I immediately was like oh this is maybe too far but Mary Poppins just immediately (laughs) was just like oh lord no as she floated away with her umbrella I don't get why everybody loves Mary Poppins in that movie it's a a cute kids movie I don't know I've never seen it it. boom never seen it you guys I saw it once as a kid and I was like what's the big hubbub about this lady Mary Poppins I don't understand it's Hmm. nice I didn't know what was happening it's a nice movie Interesting. I would have thought that I would have watched it because I was also a huge Dick Van Dyke fan. Hmm. But I never, because the musical things eludes me. Musical thing. But yeah, I do think it's that thing of like, it's much more pleasant to think like, oh, yeah, I noticed these things. And of course he got convicted. Because, I mean, think about how much easier of a thought that is than going, the nicest kid I ever knew got wrongfully convicted and sent to prison. Like, you know, if those are the options in your mind. Yeah, yeah. it's a and lot yeah. easier to go back and, and pull details and be like, oh, well, be I like, remember yeah. that mm-hmm. he used to wear dark clothing and he used to hang out with Riff Raff and he stole money yeah. from the mosque. And So it's not that Lady Efron is a bad human being per se. No, but I mean, she's doing the same nature. thing that the mosque yes, exactly. guys do. And yes, and this is why, again, this whole episode to me is like, okay, this confirms why sometimes I get really skeptical about people. We are so quick to be our own personal detectives and be our own little armchair psychologists that very quickly, especially now I feel like maybe this is more of a modern thing, but immediately we'll just be like, well, that person's a sociopath. And mm-hmm. like, mm, I think he's, a, you know, a, a, a psychopath, a sociopath. That guy definitely has autism. Like, you know oh, what? yeah. Just, Any awkward person now. People throw around yeah. autism and Asperger's, and right. it's like, do like, you even know what those things really that are? That guy's like, on the spectrum. There are real families living with well, that. Yeah. I do that. I mean, I do that, I and I do it in a, like, I do it in a lighthearted way. I oh, hate myself Layla, for You're having, a bad person. Say, whatever. There's a bajillion <laughs> Now I know that, that you're capable of murder. Right. I'm capable of murder. And when you murder. get convicted of something, I will believe it, because you have thrown around the word Aspie before. Yeah, I've thrown around the word oh, Aspie before. Aspie. So, you know, here's the thing. And I also drive a vehicle, and I think about <laughs> being really angry. Road rage. People. Road rage all the time. Yeah. You know, just think about, in common parlance, how easy it is to say someone's psycho. And now we're actually talking about someone who might actually be a psychopath. And we throw that word around, but now all of a sudden we mean it. Right. And that's a harsh thing to Super put harsh. on someone. And it's also the realization that, you know, I mean, a lot of this episode is, and we'll talk about um, the expert that she was talking to who you loved at minute 21. <laughs> right. But, you know, he said, you know, not all... Killers are psycho. Most psychopaths yes, are not killers, killers, and most killers are not psychopaths. That right. was the That's subject of true. my Venn diagram. That was yes. the subject of your Venn diagram. Yes. <laughs> yeah, psychopaths, killers, in between, right. 
Very tiny. Very slim. So slim. But I think he also boils it down to there's no hard and fast rules for anything. There isn't. For life. And I think that is what cereal is all about. Like, it's just this very sort of, hey, you guys, the world is completely unexplainable. Humans are completely unexplainable. Mm -hmm. And we're all in it together. It's a well, case, case by case basis. It's a case by case basis. There's that quote that came out maybe three or four weeks into the show where people who were talking about the show, I forget who the writer is, but somebody said like, oh, good Lord, Sarah, please don't let this end by it being like, this is a meditation on truth. Right. And I felt like this episode was that episode, but like snuck right. it in, like without saying like, we're talking about the oh, nature of truth. Yeah. She just like lays it out without, right. and then backs away slowly yeah. until that, next week. I remember seeing that thing and I was like, oh, you poor fool. If you didn't know this by episode three, mm-hmm. then don't watch anything ever again because <laughs> everything is going to be spoiled for you. Like, don't yeah. watch Lost, for example. I don't recommend <laughs> I like the ending of Lost. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. I'm the only person I know who didn't hate it, but... I know one other. Oh, good. I'll join their club. <laughs> <laughs> so Charles Ewing is who we hear from, and he is... Yeah, he's. I think he's really interesting. I think I, I, I like how he talks about like the difference between how premeditation exists in the court system versus yes. how it actually like functions. So right. interesting. That was very really interesting. interesting. Oh, he says that in your head you can simmer, if you will, simmer, mm-hmm. and you have these thoughts like, "Oh, I want to kill that person," and then you think about it more because like it's like in your my fantasy. car all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone probably in LA, I would imagine, is has road rage. Yeah, I'm the angriest driver. I'm not an I get angry driver. on the subway. I mean, even coming oh, here today on the, on the subway, I was just like, oof, I just want to, mm, like, destroy, yeah. like, some people. And and so then, but when it's towards someone, and then, and then basically he's saying, if it, in Adnan's case, if it, if it, that was the thing, it's not that it would have been a snap, per se, in the court's mind, it would be, oh, but he had those he thoughts He thinking about yeah. it. And then she rejected something he said, mm-hmm. and at that moment, he lost it, but... Is he saying that the courts would consider that the premeditation? Yeah, that was kind of what he was saying. So. so yeah, that was I don't know. That was really interesting. Like this idea that yeah, you would you would think about something and you're a normal person and something really gnaws at you for a while right. and then when put like when that you know it's like mixing chemicals. So when that one meets the other one and the other thing being actually confronted mm-hmm. with that person and it's like the perfect it catalyst, goes extra mm-hmm. bad. It's yeah. like poof. yeah. It's it, ugh, that was also heartbreaking because how many people have those thoughts and never act, act on, on it? them? Oh, absolutely, probably ninety nine point eight percent. Yeah, of but again, I think it goes back to like if you do something wrong, then immediate like if you dipty do something wrong, then immediately the next day I'll just be like, oh well, you know what? Like yeah. here, we'll things, attribute stuff to right. Me. Here are things that dipty used to do that normally would be completely innocuous things that all and of a sudden now, have so much weight to them, mm-hmm. and that's what seems to bother Adnan so much. Right. I think the last half of this episode where he is kind of telling Sarah, like, I have to mind everything that comes out of my mm-hmm. mouth because... Everybody looks at it in some way. Everybody's analyzing it. Gets judged. Everything gets judged. And then I kind of thought about it and I was like, this sucks because he's basically condemned regardless of whether he's behind bars. Because... Forever, he will be looked at. I mean, if if for whatever reason, you know, Adnan gets out of jail in a few months, mm-hmm. you know, something, some acquittal happens or what have you, 
He's just it. People he's still are gonna always... be the guy that people are like. That guy might be a sociopath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can right. be charming. He's still gonna right. be I the guy that, that people tell stories mm-hmm. about at parties. Like, oh, do you know? You know, he's oh, just absolutely. basically damned for life. Yeah, and that you're tainted. Sucks. It sucks. Scarlet letter. Yes. Invisible scarlet letter. Totally. When when I thought it was really interesting at the end what the defense counsel said about how he can't. A lot of people think that Adnan killed Hay. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of that comes from this showing of his lack of remorse in his tone and not talking smack about the other, we'll call them characters mm-hmm. in the story of Serial. And this was the first time I realized, oh, yeah, he can't. And right? he totally is trapped because right. their validity will be questioned. And the entire time he's been talking to Sarah, he could only say certain things. So do we even know the full story? What is cereal? Is it nothing, guys? Like, <laughs> what is life? Where do we go from we just here? Start I don't know what's screaming. next. Up is down, left is right. <laughs> yeah, I, just, we all just become nihilist and join us next week <laughs> yes. for our nihilist German podcast. Yeah. But it was funny to me too because, like, you know, then Sarah continues on and kind of gives you her kind of POV on that, mm-hmm. and you know, she's like, "Oh, I realized like I messed up his equilib- equilibrium," and yeah. I was like, "And that's something I think I've been kind of saying for a while is like, if he is going to live and survive in prison." he has to be in a state of mind that he can get through that every day. Yeah, yeah. And that's just a fact of life. Like he has to accept the current, I don't know, it's like kind of very Eckhart Tolle. Like you have to just yeah. be in the moment, be in the now, be fine with it and like go about your business. Right. Because you don't necessarily have big things to look forward to the way somebody who's out and free would. You don't have those things. You can't get caught up in that because that is torture. And you can't torture yourself. I mean, some people do, but you basically have those two options, torture yourself or don't. He chose to live. Right. And so, and in that, so you know why he was probably doing so well in prison, president of student council and won every award and all that stuff and has extinguished, extinguished gentlemen's award. award. Extinguished? Extinguished. Distinguished. Distinguished. I'm like, extinguished? I know this word is wrong. you think he's guilty is what you're saying. (laughs) I'm trying to say that he is a... uh, Upstanding prisoner. Like a a fire extinguisher is what I'm saying. He's a fireman. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. He's ready to blow the minute that you push the That's right. So he is all these things in prison because he made peace with that third thing that he wanted mm-hmm. when he, after he got convicted. And then he's like, and you come into my life, and for one year you've screwed it all up, and he wants it to end, and he just wants us to end because he knows that the likelihood of him getting out is nil. Exactly. And that right. turns me back to, like, this is just entertainment? Yeah. And, and yeah. we're just listening to this? And, again, I think that people are good in general and nobody's thinking I, poorly but of, of us like of us in general i mean well, of us three <laughs> no no i mean like i don't mean of us We're three dicks. specifically <laughs> i mean like us as human beings serial loving fans. audience correct yeah um i mean there probably are some jerk serial fans but i'm sure I mean, but, there's jerks everywhere. But we are just going to go on with our life, and yeah. we're going to think about this sometimes. Well, I think totally. it also goes very much to the reaction. We talked about this, but the reaction uh, when she reaches Asia. And she's like, I reached Asia. Mm-hmm. And he's like, cool. And cool. um, why did he do that? Now we know. He can't say, Asia, please come help yeah, me. Yeah, he can't say that. And that and makes like, sense now. What's he going to do? Get excited about it? Even if she does, even if something was right. good, it's like, 
maybe then possibly if everything is presented correctly they could even then possibly consider doing so so there is there's no, no real like, reason for him yeah, to get excited there's or, no reason to like but now flip I, on the switch of excitement right but now at least it makes sense why he didn't freak out at certain things or say god i hate jay who yeah put me in this place or you know right. um well i just saying that's kind of what i've been saying for yeah. like multiple Episodes of okay, Daisy. You're right now. given <laughs> a little credit for saying he had to have a prison facade. Hey, if I yeah. if I get nothing else from my father, the <laughs> it is an understanding of it's inmate one hundred and one. Yeah, yeah. I also watched Oz. Um, I like that your expertise comes from Oz, Oz homicide, homicide, and The Wire. Possibly The Wire. Well, the Wire as is you're like getting started me. on The Wire. I did used to watch Oz in like when it was on, like airing new, and I would sit there, and my dad was in prison for some of the time that was on, and I would be like, "Is this what it's like for him? Is he peeing in a bucket? Like, what's going on?" Uh, I would always wonder that. I would too. Yeah. 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 I really want to know what Adnan's listening to in jail too. And see, does that make me bad? Because I when know. He's Music-wise. Music wise. What's wrong about that? I don't know, because it's like, he's going to be sitting in prison, and I'm like, oh, he's listening to Chumbawamba. But I really want to know. <laughs> well, one, he's not listening to Chumbawamba. I think the real problem with the Chumbawamba thing is the context clues, Dipti. He was not he was a not fan a of any guy. of that kind of right. music. He liked yeah. hip-hop. He was much more in the, uh, okay. what we know, so the hip-hop. I know. I know the answer to that. Right, right, right. <laughs> Maybe he's listening to Tribe. Well, that would just be good taste. That would be. <laughs> um... <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. this Charles Ewing, I've been wanting a psychologist on the mm, show. Absolutely. So we long. finally got mm-hmm. one who was also a lawyer. Yeah, so great. I, I have a really hard time deciding if I like him or if I like Deidre better. Oh, yeah. Or if I like them both in conjunction. They're mutually like exclusive. Like a little... Yeah, maybe so. I mean, yeah, definitely. But I he didn't think talk about the law per se. He, he talked didn't. about psychology. And they well, work once you've heard each other. I yes. think really yes. well. Yes. You know what I mean? Together Which, they're again, like a very complimentary thing. Just great expert mm-hmm. job, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up. Another for great me. find. Yeah, I thought that was like it was really interesting context and just to flesh that out and Flushing out the simmering was just so interesting to me. I absolutely it, uh, I mean, I think maybe what I liked about Ewing was, uh, I don't, yeah, I mean, I think he was just sort of like, look, man, I get tricked all the time. People pull the wool over my eyes. There's no hard and fast rules for anything. Whereas, there's something about Ewing where he's more like, Like he already, he's like a not that not that I'm trying to say that Deidre's naive, right? That's not kind of but but that she has a very bright perspective on the world. At least that's kind of how she was portrayed to me in that episode. Well, I where think she that's a, a a matter of that's how just she a personality does thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. But I think I have a tendency to go towards the people who are more realists than optimists. That's all. I think maybe that's why I'm more team Ewing than well, team you know, Deirdre. Not that I'm not team Deirdre, right. but just... Well, Deirdre wasn't saying hard and fast. He didn't do it, or he did do it. She was... She was just optimistic she was, that she was, it, the possibility yeah. was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was also about all the other people that she's looked into their cases for. She's She was very open about the fact that she thought a lot of them 
do did it or that know? they would take it on a project and they would get a few months in and realize nope this person did it Correct. you know and yeah. so right yeah I think that was just I think it was much more and this is to me one of the interesting things about radio and that I love in doing radio is I think some of that optimism comes from just the way she speaks yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, like that's the, the way so that her personality is coming across in her voice and her presentation. Mm-hmm. Because he, while he had lots of great information, I also wanted to give him a shot of espresso. Yeah, he was very stoic. Oh, yeah. I didn't you know mind I mean? that, but you're right, thinking about it. But I, every word he said, I was just hanging on. Because, well, I also, I majored in psychology mm-hmm. and thought about going to grad school for psychology. So I'm inherently interested. I did not go to grad school in psychology, but does that count for anything that I wanted to for a minute? But um, I've always been interested in it, is the point. Yeah. So anything he was going to say was probably going to fascinate me. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a really, yeah, it was, it was another episode where, like, did we get a lot of hard information? No. no. I don't know how much hard information is left. I mean, as we know, next week is the final episode of the show. And, you know, like we were saying, people are like, oh, how does this really wrap up? There's not going to be an answer. And so it's just like fleshing out our own understanding of what mm-hmm. it is that we've been listening to. Yeah. And mm-hmm. letting us be at least a little bit more informed or like well-armed in terms of noticing the way that we're thinking about it even. You know, so I thought that was interesting. Um, and yeah, yeah, I've, I've actually read a lot about psychopaths and sociopaths. Mm -hmm. I love, I actually, (laughs) I read a great book about, uh, sociopaths at one point. And I said from reading that book, because again, most of those people are not murderers. I was like, Oh, my boss is a sociopath, not my current boss. This is a job I had like years ago, but (laughs) I was like, fired tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. No, like, like years ago I had this job and my boss, I was like, Oh, this person, he just would go out of his way to like kind of make himself a victim all the time. And it was like exhausting. Um, and I remember saying to somebody, I was like, I think he's a sociopath in part because what happens in the book is that they point out that like most of them aren't killers. What they do is put themselves like they'll get jobs where they can be in a position of power. Uh, and then they kind of like to poke and prod at stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think he's a sociopath. And one of my friends at work was like, don't say that about him. That's not cool. You don't say that about people. And I was like, Right, I'm not saying he's going to be like a murderer. I'm just right. saying, I'm not even diagnosing. I'm just saying, like, from reading this book, like, yeah. boy, would I find that believable. And, he, and the guy was all, like, very serious. Like, no, 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 you don't say that. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not saying he's a murderer. Like, like You know what strikes me about that not. story is that your colleague said, don't say that. It makes, just kind of goes to show when someone says Sonia, someone is a, Sonia, what? When someone <laughs> says someone is a sociopath, sociopath or psychopath, or psychopath or... it's equated with murder. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's like yeah. this hugely dark thing mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, this is our understanding of it. But do that Venn diagram and you'll know. It's not. It's not. The sliver is so tiny. The sliver in the middle is tiny. So tiny. It's a really tall. If, I don't remember the exact stats, but I want to say it was something like 8% of sociopaths are killers, which is small. You know? Yeah, because how many people are even sociopaths? Exactly. And how many people are but aren't even diagnosed as such, right? Sure, yeah, exactly. Good point. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, when Adnan said at the way end how it ended, I just want it to be over. Did you get a lump in your throat? Because I did. I did not? I did. Yeah. I, I think because I've sort of made peace with the fact that this entire series is is still in my eyes and look like I'm just gonna go and say it I this is still very 
um, Nancy Grace to me. Mm. And I think I've sort of accepted that of for what it is. Um, that I'm okay with it. Because we're, I mean, as human beings, we are. We're interested in, in true crime stories. We're interested in why people do what they do. Why people think what they think. That sort of stuff is the fodder for... That's why people go and proclaim that, like, oh, that person might be you know, a sociopath or bipolar or whatever, like, right. There's just a natural tendency to want to be, well, you got to categorize something so you know what to do with it. Exactly. But I think to, to me, it's actually, now I can't say I've watched much Nancy Grace. I actually can think about the fact that I've only really ever seen Nancy Grace on work trips when I'm at some random hotel and I'm in the room at a weird time of the day. Mm-hmm. And, but I would say like, it's almost the opposite because what I have seen on Nancy Grace is her specifically going, Oh, he once didn't help somebody <laughs> charge up their car or he didn't help somebody change That's a flat what tire. Killers exactly. Do. Like she like from right. what I understand of that show, or at least with a little bit of uh in, like Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm that's true. Is that but she actually is, does that? But this is essentially the same thing. It's just the reversal of that, right? Because, but if it's the reversal of that, is it the same thing? Because she's um, what she's doing is actually trying to make us question those things. Whereas yeah. what the Nancy Grace show, as as I remember again, like I said, haven't seen it a ton. Yeah. is that trying to get you to make a definite? I'm answer. just saying formulaically, it it would be to me the same in the sense that you know, I mean, very clearly in the beginning, SK is like, hey, this guy, like I like talking to this guy. I've spent. 40 plus hours connecting with him on the phone and I've developed a sort of friendship with him. So, I mean, yeah. So Nancy's going off and screaming about how a dude didn't help somebody with their car and in this analogy, but Sarah on the other hand is kind of doing a very similar thing and being like, Hey, you know, this is a guy who makes barbecue sauce to prove that barbecue (laughs) sauce can be made out of, you know, honey or whatever. None of those things are presented completely out of context. No, well, yeah. again, I, I think you know what I, mean? I would have to specifically watch more Nancy Grace to understand. I think a lot of it is presented out of context to skew a certain way. Um, but I don't know that they're entirely apples and oranges. Well, my take is that Nancy Grace is sensationalist to be sensationalist mm-hmm. and for one mm-hmm. reason, and that's to get ratings. And Sarah Koenig's intention is so not that. This so is I don't all about the subtlety. Right. This is nothing but the subtlety. So, yeah, so I, mm-hmm. I know that some people, and I don't, I don't deny that that's a valid opinion to have, or your opinion that this is kind of becoming a little sensationalist, but to me personally, it, it isn't. I think because of the sophisticated way in which yeah, the story is being told. Right, which is why, for me, in my perspective, it's more of a highbrow version of... Like I think if the reaction is was done the show by is someone who isn't, like, oh, you know, just a bottom feeder. Sorry, Nancy. Yeah. Well, Nancy, I, yeah, she just... she's. She would talk about a victim's past life forever, probably, or, like, you know, what things that they did. It's just yeah. not respectful. Right. And look at how Sarah handled hey i mean i think that she did it in a respectful way she as said nice she things could, about her yeah well and there also seems like again limited exposure to it but like they would welcome on on nancy grace for example welcome on almost anybody who's like ready to like yeah. talk about something yeah. whereas like by the time sarah presents it she's like oh, i did this many interviews and i checked yeah. with this many people um and to me that's a huge difference i also think that some of the energy of the sensationalism of it definitely comes from not the show itself. It comes from 
the internet. It comes from Reddit. It comes right. from like people's reaction yeah. to it, mm-hmm. which is like kind of interesting in, in what we're talking about for this specific episode where right. we're talking about the people's like need to do that. And you're watching everybody online be in this frenzy. But if you just listen to what Sarah's actually presented, it's not like yeah. that. You know? I mean, I would also say that I don't know that anybody expected this show to be as popular oh, or this no. podcast to get as popular as it did. True. But someone kind of had an inkling enough to throw a couple of, you know, monies their way to even get this thing off the ground, you know? Like there was there was interest, you know? Well, um, this American life is a juggernaut in a way, yeah. Uh, in terms of public radio, um, I have known a couple of people that have either worked there in some way or whatever. And I mean, they definitely, in terms of my understanding of how they function, still function like this tiny little, you know, train, like the show that you know, uh, I think I can, I think I can. But in terms of popularity and downloads, like this American Life is huge, right? You know, right? Yeah. Um, the other thing uh, that if we're going to talk about sensitivity and stuff is Sarah actually mentions in the show that she had lost her dad and her stepdad mm-hmm. this last year. And I was that, like, Oh, that Adnan had no, that no. she had, no, no, no. she was saying that she had Adnan's father is very much alive. Oh wait. Oh, was, so then you know what? I, then I totally, I misheard that completely. It sounded like that was Adnan's the other transition. Father. Correct. Yeah. It was the other transition, yeah. but it was Sarah. I know that because, uh, I've, I read interview. Well, with, yeah, Adnan's and the father guardian alive. with. Adnan's but then she family. also says like, and he felt bad that he couldn't acknowledge those things. But like, yeah, like so, just right. That's that. It's fascinating to me in in a way that um, she's managed to put out what is the biggest work of her career in what mm-hmm. definitely would have been an incredibly hard year. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, I like that actually. I think probably gave me a bigger lump in my throat. Like I was like, oh my. Right. But sometimes um, I feel like you know it's that sort of stuff that really pumps you into what oh, you gotta lose right. yourself I mean, in something yeah right I lost I mean, myself like, into Super Mario Galaxy when my dad died <laughs> it sounds silly and then you won the game I, did. I was gonna I make like a Tig comparison but this uh, no. Super Mario thing no it was like I was in it so just you know well, and maybe. my grandmother has been really sick in the hospital the whole time we've been working on this podcast and, and it is like it is helpful to have other things but I thought An it was outlet, I, totally. I was just like you know Godspeed SK like sorry to hear about that loss and it was you know I think it was an interesting personal aspect well, I'm glad up. that you threw yourself into this podcast instead of a video game. Thank you. <laughs> I've Adrian. tried to play some video games, and uh, yeah, nothing quite stuck as well as Super Mario Galaxy. Mm. Had the right mix of frustration and interaction <laughs> uh, to get you through. I've Good actually talked you. to people oh, who said that they went deep into video games after a loss because you really? don't want to be around people, but you need to do, do something. something, and it's very engaging. Uh, and so I'm not the only person that I know who has said that. So I highly recommend it. Guys, if you go through a loss anytime soon, yeah, video buy games. yourself a PlayStation, whatever number they're up to. Console, something. Exactly. Something. Well, I think I we should wrap it up. I'd like to yeah. thank yeah. our sponsor. Yeah, again. thanks, Audible, for yeah. your sponsor. And, and again, that guy, guys, if you're going to use that link, which we highly recommend, get yourself a free audiobook download. You want to go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP. SOP as in serially obsessed podcast. And this is the end of our episode, just like yeah. next week is the end of serial. But dun, that dun. doesn't mean that we are necessarily done because we will have at least one bonus episode. Yeah, for we're you. gonna have some post chats. 
Yeah, we're getting some special guests, some people that can talk to us about it. So, you know, please join us. Check us out. Find us online. You can find us on Twitter at Serial Obsessed Pod. That's S-E-R-I-A-L-O-B-S-E-S-S-P-O-D. That's on Twitter. Serial Obsessed Pod. That's a limitation of the amount of characters (laughs) you can have. And you can email us at Serially Obsessed Pod. Serially Obsessed Pod, just like the name of our show, at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We've gotten a few really cool emails. We also also have a Tumblr account. That's true. We post to sometimes. That's true. So, guys, thank you so much. Big thanks to Audible. Thank you to you guys so much for listening. And go get your free audiobook, guys. Go get your free audiobook. Just prep yourself. Just strap in for the end, man. Get yourself something ready to listen to because you're going to need it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's going to be no closure here, you guys. So, So just warning. Just, yeah. I mean, there's so many more things. Things to get real knee deep into. It is the yeah. nature of humanity. That's right. Put There's something. no answers. There's no answers in life. We just float along like and on that floating note. Time <laughs> is a flat circle, guys. Yeah, <laughs> time is a flat circle. But we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much. All, All right, bye. bye. Truth is, I thought it mattered. Not compared to how people matter. I get knocked